For most of your life, you've had to ask the teacher for permission to go to the toilet. And now you're a man, so you've been pushed and told, go figure your life out. You haven't been taught the things you needed to learn to become a masculine man. You probably don't feel proud of yourself. You probably have a body that you dislike. You probably have some messed up cycles of negative thoughts. You might be addicted to substances. You have low levels of confidence. You struggle to take action. But you've been searching for help. You have been trying to improve all by yourself. You've been setting goals. And although you haven't been achieving the goals, you have been setting them. You have that drive to achieve more than your peers around you. You just need things to click and then you'll start making major progress. If you resonate with anything I just said, this video is going to make it all click for you. This is going to be a complete guide on how to fix your life as a young man to get you to the point where you feel happy, fulfilled and on the right path. This is the one video you need in which you're going to learn how to build an exercise mentality with enough time builds an aesthetic body that attracts women and gets the respect of men, including yourself. You're going to learn about practices that improve your mental health, which you've never been taught before. I don't know why they never taught us this stuff. I'm going to teach you some vital concepts and techniques that will eliminate any addictions you have. Again, I don't know why we haven't been taught this stuff before. If you want to know something about me, I was in the same position as you. No one was able to help. I had to come out of the deep end by myself. I researched a lot. I pursued this like it was my full-time job on how to fix your life. I tried so many different things. Some worked, some didn't. We're gonna cut through the BS and you're gonna learn the practical techniques that will start to improve your life literally within 10 minutes from now. Watch this video in order. Don't skip around the video. I have purposely put everything in order for a reason. So if you want to maximize your improvement from this video, watch it all in order. You'll understand why soon. Chapter one, taking action. Taking action must be addressed first. You're going to learn how to proactively take action so that the other things you learn in this video, you can actually do. Taking action is a skill, like a skill in a video game. You have to level up this skill, but real life is like hard mode. And when you don't level up your skills in real life, you actually lose levels. So that means you currently have a low level in the taking action skill. You're a noob. So what does a noob do to level up his skill? Does he come and train with the big boys and slay some beasts? No, the noob starts on level one chickens. In other words, start by taking action with stuff that's easy. Now these things are going to seem like they're below you, like you're better than doing them. You don't need to waste your time doing such easy things. You don't need to kill level one chickens. That's your ego. Your big fat ego is stopping you from taking action because you think you're better than you actually are. You've fallen off the wagon for so long that you need to now recalibrate and drop the bar so much lower so that you can get back into grinding and get back into taking action. So start small, start easy. This is why all of those motivational videos you watch say, start with making your bed. Start with making your bed. Seriously, pause this video and go and make your bed and go and make it look 10% nicer. If you want some improvements from this video and you want this video to start changing your life, pause the video and go make your bed. This is how you start getting XP in the taking action skill. Go and do this literally right now. We're starting easy so that you get used to pausing this video and doing something that I recommend. Well done. 
you probably weren't planning to make your bed just then. This is actually a very important concept, doing the work when you don't feel like it. This is what I have stated is the most important sentence I have ever wrote down in my entire life. Do the hard work even if you don't feel like it. That is the secret to taking action. It's acting without motivation, not waiting for the right emotions, the right feelings to do the action and just doing it anyway. We're so used to waiting until we are motivated to do something, but did you know that you can actually do something without feeling like doing it? Taking action is easy when you feel like it, but we don't feel like it most of the time. So we need to practice the skill that better enables us to take action when we don't feel like it. Because that's when we're failing, it's when we don't feel like it. It's when we say, oh, you know what? Our emotions aren't lining up with our good values and I'm gonna listen to my emotions instead of being a logical masculine person. So we do things that we feel like doing. And most of the time we feel like sitting there, just scrolling on your phone, looking at Instagram models. Gain XP in your taking action skill by doing the hard work even when you don't feel like it. A fantastic way to do this is doing any form of exercise first thing in the morning. I'm talking literally two seconds after waking up, after your eyes open, you burst out of bed, you explode out of bed straight into some push-ups. We're not trying to build muscle here. You're not gonna get gains. This is about training your taking action skill. Your mind is gonna tell you, wait, uh, I don't wanna do that push-up thing today. It's, it's kind of cold outside and I'd rather stay underneath the covers. Get XP in your taking action skill by not listening to your mind, not listening to your emotions. Explode out of bed, do a couple push-ups. You've just got 10 taking action XP. So this is motivating. If you can understand this concept, you'll realize that anytime you feel somewhat weak, you feel like not doing the hard work that will get you to your goals, that moment actually becomes an opportunity. These are just opportunities for you to get XP in the taking action skill when you don't feel like doing the hard work. So look forward to not feeling like doing the hard work because that is actually a good thing because now you're going to try and override that. So you aren't going to let your emotions dictate your actions. Therefore, we need a new determinator of actions. Chapter two, 100% responsibility. You are responsible for 100% of the things that happen in your life. Internalize this belief and you will become successful, masculine, happy, fit, strong and social. Say it with me. I am responsible for 100% of the things that happen in my life. If it's in your life, it's your responsibility. That obviously means things like going to the gym, keeping fit is your responsibility. But let's use some weird examples. Let's say someone spills their drink on you by accident. It's their fault, it's their responsibility, right? No, it's their fault, but in the end, it's always your responsibility on how you react to things that happen in life. Keep all of the responsibility on yourself and then you have to personally overcome every single situation that arises instead of letting someone else take charge. You may wonder why you would even want to do this. Letting someone else take charge is easier and it's less work especially if it's their fault and it's for unimportant things like someone just spilled their drink on you. That's the wrong mentality to have. This is all practice, like training. It's all about gaining XP in our responsibility skill. The higher our responsibility skill level, the easier it is for us to change our lives. Your responsibility skill is at a low level right now because you haven't been given an opportunity by society, parents or teachers to actually be responsible for important parts of your life. When something arises in your life, 
whatever situation or problem that comes up, remember that you are 100% responsible for it. So don't let anyone else claim the XP to level up their responsibility skill. Figure it out and try to fix it to claim the XP yourself. That doesn't mean not to accept help because accepting help and learning how to fix something is still taking responsibility to overcome that situation. So your phone stops working. Making it your responsibility would mean that you take the time to research it, try to fix it yourself, or you take it to the phone shop that can repair it for you. Taking responsibility for 100% of the things that happen in your life is uncomfortable. There's just more work for us to do. But it's exactly this act of dealing with random problems that creates you into a man that's actually good at problem solving. This mentality will create you into an independent, confident person who's actually done things, who feels competent in himself. You must feel responsible for everything so that you can be responsible for the things that matter. The opposite of that is feeling like you aren't responsible for anything. Like everything that happens to you is someone else's fault, so someone else should fix it. Someone else made you stressed, and that caused you to stress eat. So the real reason why you're overweight is because of someone else, and so they should fix this problem for you. If this is your mentality, then you probably won't lose that weight because you've stripped the responsibility from yourself and put it onto someone else, but there's certain things in life that other people cannot do for us. If you do not remain responsible for your life, you won't be able to change for the better. Take responsibility over everything that happens and it's like you give yourself permission to change. So the actionable step for this chapter is to just keep this in mind. Just try to remember this phrase, 100% responsibility. Anytime some random shit happens, remember that. I am responsible for 100% of the things that happen in my life. If it's in your life, if you've seen it, you've heard it, try and fix it yourself. But what if you can't cope? What if life seems too hard to bother with being responsible for 100% of the things that happen? What if you're too stressed, anxious? What if you've got negative thoughts, just battles going on in your mind? We're going to move on to the most important chapter. Chapter three, mental health. This chapter is where we're gonna to begin to take practical steps. So I'll have you pause the video multiple times and go and do an actionable step. If you want this video to help you improve your life, make sure you do these steps, even if you don't feel like it. Good mental health will make everything line up. Let's imagine a scenario. Let's say you had the most perfect mental health. You were happy almost all day, every day. You were grateful for all of the relationships you had. You felt so proud of all of the achievements that you've gotten. In this perfect mental health scenario, do you think you would have an issue with NoFap? Would you be jacking off three times a day? Probably not. Would you be scrolling on your phone and just overindulging on instant gratification? Again, it's unlikely. In this perfect mental health scenario, do you think you would struggle to go to the gym? Nah, it would be pretty easy and I bet you'd actually feel quite excited to go and exercise. Flip the script. What if you have poor mental health? What if you have symptoms of major depression? Would it be easy to go to the gym? Nah, I think it might literally be impossible. You can see that mental health really changes everything in your life. What is life if not for what we process in here? Good mental health will make you feel like a child again, like everything is just enjoyable. Not having negative thoughts and being able to enjoy the random things in life is actually a privilege that not many guys are experiencing. The good thing is that we can improve our mental health with practical techniques 
And the even better thing for you is that you are watching a video made by a guy who has been so focused on this goal of improving mental health. For many months now, I have put in some serious intention in learning and trying so many different techniques and I've even put them onto other people. I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do and I've concluded that there are four steps to improving your mental health. Number one, watch the Science of Wellbeing course by Yale professor Laurie Santos. You can watch it for free on Coursera. Seriously, go to the description right now. It's link one, enroll for free. Maybe even watch the first lecture. This is a life-changing course. If you make this your main focus and go through at least one lecture a day, you will be so glad you did. I could teach you so much about mental health, but Laurie Santos does it so much better than I ever could. She goes through so much scientific literature to show you the quantified data to improve your mental health. And you would never believe what the research actually says because our entire lives, we've been focused on getting good grades, good job, more money, a better house. But in terms of well-being, there are other things that are significantly more vital. If there's just one thing you do from my video, make it this. Go and enroll into this class. Again, it's completely free and just go through this lecture with intent. Go through it with focus. Get obsessed with this course. Get addicted to it. Anytime she tells you to do some kind of practical technique or whatever, just do it all. It will change your mental health. It did for me. I was classified as having major depression, 20 plus points on the self-assessment scales and it went down by literally 10 times. I scored just one or two points now. My anxiety was so bad, it was literally like life-changing when I took this course. It's just you need the knowledge, you need the data, and this course will teach you exactly the, the steps to improve your mental health. So the next two steps to improve your mental health branch off pretty much the two most important practices that you learn about in the Science of Wellbeing course, and that is mindfulness and gratitude. These are practices that you could spend literally a few days on that will make everything in here so much better. Your thoughts will just feel nicer to you. Your mind won't be all bumbled up and negative. Mindfulness helps with NoFap and all other addictions. Gratitude is the secret to happiness. So how do you increase mindfulness? The most common way is meditating. You've probably heard a lot about meditation already and you probably aren't consistently meditating. I understand I was in the same place and that's because you don't really understand this concept of mindfulness. I explain it in a very different way than anyone you've ever heard before. I made a Skillshare class and so far people have said that it, it has been quite helpful. I gave a framework, a logical step-by-step -step process of improving your mindfulness. And what I'll do is I'll put a free link so you don't even need to put card details in. It'll be link number two to watch this Skillshare class to improve your mindfulness. Mindfulness is a whole grind by itself, but it is extremely important, especially in this digital age. We all suffer from mind wandering. That's where your thoughts and your focus drift away from what you're currently doing. So you find yourself being sometimes you have to like reread something that you just read. You're trying to read a book and you can only read like one sentence and you start thinking about shit from high school or this Instagram post. That's mind wandering. It's caused by excessive internet usage. I think specifically social media, because when you're just scrolling on your phone, every 0.2 seconds, you're seeing another post, another piece of data, something that just spikes something inside of you. 
and our brain isn't supposed to process new information that quickly. This is my belief. And so what happens is now our thoughts are quite similar to these Instagram posts where they're just random. Every few seconds, you just think about some random bullshit that isn't about the task at hand. And this is killing your productivity. Mindfulness will reduce this and help you get in what's called flow. Flow is like a deepened state of focus. It's what athletes call being in the zone. You want to be experiencing flow every single day for the rest of your life, if possible. And mindfulness will help you get that. If you want to improve your mindfulness, go to link two right now, just enroll into the class. You don't have to watch it yet, but you can maybe watch. It's only like 20 minutes, so you can watch some of it if you want. Otherwise, just meditate. Make it a daily habit. Try and do a bit of research onto mindfulness every day. And you'll find that over time, over a few months or so, you'll just get more and more knowledge of this area. How do you improve gratitude? There's a bunch of different methods, but I think gratitude journaling is the best. You literally just get a piece of paper or your phone and just write a couple bullet points of things that you are grateful for. Let's do this right now. This is the actionable step. So make sure you do this right now. I did this kind of video just recently as well. So if you did it, then that's good. Do it again right now. Get a piece of paper, get a notepad, get your phone on the notes. Write, I am grateful for, and just write one thing. I'm grateful for this water bottle there's mine. You can see how quick this was and when you really focus on gratitude journaling you'll find that it will literally always make you smile because you're recalling, you're savoring memories that actually are pleasant. We spend so much of our time thinking about what we don't have. Even in the self-improvement community all we do is just think about achieving more, getting more. Practicing gratitude is just a bit of time where you sit there and you express appreciation for what you have right now. That's powerful. That is what makes people happy. If you watch the Science of Wellbeing course and you see the research on gratitude, it's, it's mind blowing. It's like a mental health hack and it literally takes a few minutes a day. Finally, the fourth step to improving mental health is to reduce social media, including Reddit. This stuff is not good for us. You can't argue against this point. All of the data, all of the research shows that social media is just toxic for your mental health. Even if you're one of those guys who are like, oh, you know, but I barely use it. I, I only scroll for like four hours a day. That's, that is what's more realistic. Like everyone says they don't use it, but if you actually tracked your time, it would be at least double or triple what you actually think it is. This is a difficult step to quit social media. Like many people have struggled here. I did too. The only way I've been able to reduce my social media usage is through a long-term dopamine detox. Another thing I've made a Skillshare class about. It's pretty much changing up your lifestyle so that you prioritize delayed gratification instead of instant gratification. So you reduce social media, Netflix, video games, and instead add in a bunch of delayed gratification activities like exercise, meditation, and hard work for any kind of business. So this is again another life-changing practice I have made a Skillshare class on. If you want to learn more about it, it'll be link three and you can just watch exactly why and how I have done this dopamine detox, which has resulted in me not using social media. And honestly, if you've watched this far, a dopamine detox is probably exactly what you need. You should consider it. Every young guy could benefit from this. So you can see that there's a lot of knowledge here. The science of well-being course, my video classes on Skillshare. This is what you should be using the internet for. Watch these things and you'll actually feel productive with tactics and practices that will actually give you some kind of improvement in life. 
don't just keep mindlessly watching YouTube video after YouTube video. That includes my videos. This is how you know I'm being like real and honest and that I actually want you to improve areas of your life. It would benefit me if you kept on watching all of my videos and you watched all of them in a row and you binge watched my content. But if you're doing that, you're doing it wrong and you're disappointing me. If you, these videos are for young men like 18, 20 year old me to improve their lives. It's not for you to binge watch. It's for you to watch one of my videos and whatever the topic is to go and practice that. So if you're planning to binge watch all of the lectures on the Science of Wellbeing course, take a second and just think that is not the right way. You don't binge watch this stuff. You, you do one lesson, two lessons, and then you go and practice what you just learned. You recall, you write, you make notes. Don't binge watch content. It's never worked for you. It never will because it isn't a method of actually learning. These four steps will transform your mental health and it will probably take you around 25 minutes a day. You could do more. You could meditate more. You could watch more lectures of the Science of Wellbeing course. You could do more points of the gratitude journaling. That's nice, but just do the bare minimum, just show up and you will make major progress. That's the thing with mental health is that you don't really have the capacity to do more. When I first started with this stuff, I literally couldn't stay focused on the Science of Wellbeing course for about half of the lecture. Like I needed to stop, take a break and smoke up and that's the tricky thing with mental health. But if you brave through it, if you just go back, just specifically go to the, the science of well-being course, because that is what changed it all for me. That's how I found mindfulness and gratitude. I, I had been meditating previously, but that's how I really saw the research that mindfulness and gratitude are literally the mental health tactics that you should be doing every single day for the rest of your life. It's just a shame that no one has drilled this into us yet because we, it would have been really nice to benefit from this for the last few years, but all you can do is start today. If you're a young man and you think you're anything like me, this, this stuff will change your life, honestly. The science of well-being course, gratitude, mindfulness, quitting social media. I can't explain how different my mental health, how positive and how much self-love and how much humor and laughter I have now that I've committed to all these practices and how different this is just compared to a few months ago. Commit to these practices and it's like you'll have two lives. So therefore, with increased mental health, you'll feel more competent to do things. So that's why we've covered mental health first. So now let's move on to my favorite chapter and what started my self-improvement journey. Chapter four, physical health and building an aesthetic physique. It is a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. You put in the work, the literal blood, sweat and tears, and you are rewarded with a sense of pride that very few men feel. You will smile every single time you see yourself, every time you're reminded of how much progress you've made. Exercising, specifically building muscle through resistance training, gives you and the entire world a physical indicator of the efforts you have put in. Everyone can see this, and everyone, whether or not they have the confidence to admit it, respects that effort. There's two parts to this chapter. One focuses on improving our physical health, and the other focuses on building an aesthetic physique through resistance training. Physical health. Young guys frankly don't care about their physical health. 
I know because I've been in the same position. We're so focused on making money, getting girls, playing video games that we overlook our health. Health should be a priority above everything else because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything else. So how can we maximize our physical health? Like anything, it requires intention. That means it requires time and effort. So the most practical way for you to optimize your physical health for the rest of your life is to carve out some time, maybe every day, maybe in the allotted week, to literally sit there and think about how to optimize your physical health. This is why I've got a health block in my daily timetable. I sit there and I think, what kind of symptoms have I been experiencing? Spend some time and effort thinking about what health things you could improve on because we've all got some kind of symptoms of ill health that we've just been putting off. And if you just set aside the time and energy to sit there, think about what random experiences you've been feeling do you have an upset stomach quite often? Is your shoulder joint just really painful? Do your knees keep clicking? Do you have a blocked nose 24 seven? <laughs> Think about it, research it, try and fix it yourself. If not, book a doctor's appointment. This is a foolproof way of making sure that your health is optimized for the rest of your life. Literally carve out some time out of your schedule to sit and think about what is your ill health symptoms. We live in such a distracted world that we just live with these type of symptoms instead of actually doing something about it because it's easier to just scroll on Instagram and then keep forgetting about making that doctor's appointment for something. One of the best ways to improve your physical health is to eat for nutrition, not taste. Tasty food and snacks should be like treats. We should enjoy maybe a handful every day, but we should not fill up on this junk food. This is very difficult because you only see the negatives of a diet when you get older. And then the older version of you will look back at you today wishing that you ate for nutrition instead of taste. So I like to think of it as investing for future Hamza so that I can look back and feel grateful for my dietary choices today. And before you know it, because I've committed enough time to this practice, I am future Hamza looking back at younger me who has been eating for nutrition for the past few months and now I'm in the best shape of my life. It's delayed gratification. It makes your life better tomorrow. It makes the older version of you grateful. Improve your physical health by exercising. Now, resistance training will improve your health, but slightly. It's cardio, aerobic exercise that will make a big difference to your health. It's like training your heart and in the most simple way, move more. Walk more, run more, skip more, go swimming, hike, play sports. It doesn't matter, just do some kind of aerobic exercise a few days a week. There's a reason why you haven't just recently been doing cardio two to three days a week. That's because you don't enjoy cardio because if you enjoyed it, you probably would be doing it. So in a practical sense, you need to spend time and effort just sat there thinking and planning and researching types of cardio that you may enjoy. It's different for everyone. So you have to put in some intention to find out what form of cardio you enjoy. For me, it's running and cycling. And recently I've been getting into skipping. Do not be like one of those internet bodybuilders who think that skipping cardio is funny. The older you will not find it funny. Find a form of cardio that you enjoy and the older version of you and you today will benefit. So now I'm gonna ask you to pause the video and in a second, you're gonna pause the video for about one minute. You're just gonna sit and let yourself think. 
This is a valuable practice. Just sit and let your mind think and just think, what form of cardio did I used to enjoy? There'll be some kind where you can actually remember yourself just smiling and laughing through it. But you'll only be able to do this practice if you do it distraction free. So sit for literally one minute, just don't grab your phone, don't switch tabs, don't do anything else. Pause the video right now and just think what form of cardio did I seem to enjoy? Okay, I've just done my minute. For me, it was boxing. So I'm gonna start doing boxing again. Building an aesthetic physique through resistance training. It's said that we make our first impressions of each other in just seven seconds. In just seven seconds, do they know your story? Do they know your good intentions? No. In just seven seconds, they have seen what you look like and what your body language is like. Maybe you've said two words. Physical attractiveness is becoming ever more important. I think it's like your lens in the world, the way you see the world. If you're attractive, you see the world very, very differently than if you're unattractive. This hurts. We should be judged on our core values, but that just isn't how life is. And so you either play the game or you automatically lose. So let's win the game. So in this part, we're going to go over building an aesthetic physique that will improve your physical attractiveness and it will improve your facial attractiveness as well, which I know some guys say you can't change your face. That's BS, they haven't put in enough work. You improve your body, you increase muscle, you lower fat, and I guarantee you that your face will look different too. I hope you agree that physical attractiveness is important and it deserves to be improved. It also serves as a great feedback loop to increase confidence. The more attractive you are, the better the world treats you. The better the world treats you, the happier and more confident you are. You get opportunities and experiences that you would have never imagined were possible before. And improving your physical attractiveness is not even difficult. It just takes consistency. Forget everything about trying to find the most perfect training routine or what your diet split or anything should look like. If you aren't currently going to the gym and lifting weights, for three months, just show up and do a bunch of different exercises. Find some random routine online and stick to it. Four times a week, that's your goal. Just this action of going to the gym four times a week is going to massively improve your physical attractiveness and confidence over time. And that's the important word, it's over time. It takes consistency, not intensity. Don't believe those videos where they say, oh, make sure you go all out, make sure I, I, I work as hard as I can in the gym. No, no, no. The gym, weightlifting specifically, is not about pushing as hard as you can. It's about calculated performance. In other words, for complete beginners, don't push as hard as you can. You want to be leaving the gym thinking you could have done more. That's a fantastic mentality because then you're excited for the next workout. If you keep leaving the gym just completely depleted, then you're likely just going to quit because it's too hard. And as soon as the, the circumstances of your life change and it starts raining outside and you wake up late and you didn't really sleep well and you've got like a blocked nose and you just feel tired, you're too tired to go to the gym because you just pushed so hard and then you'll quit. And then you'll spend a couple more months messing around until you get back into the gym. Don't do that. Do four easy workouts a week for three months and then consider upping the intensity. But let me give you more information, specifically building an aesthetic body. I actually made a complete guide of this. It was a while ago, but it still holds true. There's a few certain muscles you should focus on if you want to improve your physical attractiveness. These are the ones that will give you the most bang for your buck. And they are neck, upper chest, lateral delts, and lats. 
it's quite a weird set of muscles which are kind of hit in a normal routine but if you just add in a couple extra sets of these muscles you'll find that your physique becomes so much more attractive because these muscles focus on the V-taper, which is incredibly attractive on a man. The V-taper on a man is like the hourglass shape on a woman. And you get the V-taper by training these muscles. But the most important thing you should learn about in this chapter is building an exercise mentality, a thought process that leads to a lifetime of exercise. Because once you start, you start making progress, you start making muscle, you never want to quit, you never want to lose that muscle. This exercise mentality is priceless. So how do you build one? It's built up over time. And so the biggest, most important factor is consistency. And consistency is such a thrown around word. So exactly what does that mean? How do you get consistent? You get consistent with two things. Firstly, you have to want to go to the gym. You have to create the routine and the whole schedule, the whole block of exercise to be something that you actively look forward to. So that means choosing the music that you actually want to listen to in the gym, customizing it, making a playlist, getting the gym workout clothes that you're excited to wear, going to the actual gym or doing the specific workout that you actually seem to enjoy and you're excited the night before to go and hit that workout. And two, it's doing all of this for years. It's knowing that this is a grind that is worthwhile till the day you die, you want to exercise. Find the exercise that you genuinely enjoy, that you look forward to, which also yields the results that you want. So if you want an aesthetic body, then resistance training, specifically weightlifting, is the way forward. And if you can learn to enjoy weightlifting, you can learn to like look forward to the next workout thinking that you might be able to lift some more weight, then good on you, you've cheated the system. Keep it up, don't quit, and you will build that dream body of yours with enough time. Find humor and a massive interest in this form of exercise. Merge it with your personality, Be become addicted with it, obsessed with it, do research, optimize your training. Find a form of cardio that you actually enjoy and do it two to three times a week. Get into the gym and lift some weights four days a week. It seems easy and simple enough, but you will struggle to maintain this. Why? because you are addicted to things that are ruining your productivity. Chapter five, addictions and productivity. You are addicted to the internet. I don't think I need to know who's watching this. If you're a young man, you are addicted to the internet. You're probably spending most of your day just mindlessly scrolling on your phone, watching self-improvement YouTube videos, or just playing video games. The young men who are leveling up in real life are not leveling up in video games. Think about why every young guy's transformation starts with, oh, I used to spend all day on video games, but then I quit and then everything in my life improved. There's a reason why this act of quitting video games or Netflix or whatever results in major progress. To make improvements in your life requires time and effort, both of which video games drain. I know playing games seems easy and comfortable, but they often leave you feeling fatigued, unable to think straight, feeling weak physically after a long gaming session. It's like video games sap your testosterone, your masculine energy. Video games are carefully designed to be addictive. They've made them to reflect real life achievements, working hard, getting XP to level up your skills, making money, climbing the ranks to a higher level. When you're getting these virtual achievements, real life achievements seem less important because you're already getting that dopamine spike. 
that reward system is already getting fired up because you feel like you've accomplished something when you level up in a video game. And that is taking your drive away to level up in real life. Let's think how and why some guys, like me, have quit video games, whereas others have wanted to quit but just feel unable to. Essentially, how do you overcome an addiction correctly? The first thing that comes to mind is making sure that you replace the addiction with something else. For me, I replaced video games with weightlifting. This seems to be the case with so many guys you'd find speaking about this online. They quit video games because they found something else to do in that time. Something that actually benefits their lives and you'll always find them say that then they just got addicted to this new thing, this new delayed gratification activity. And it makes sense. Maybe there's just some people amongst us who have an addictive personality. And so if you're going to be addicted to something, why not make sure that something is something that really improves your life over the long run instead of just gives instant gratification. The general concept I've been teaching on my channel is reducing instant gratification and increasing delayed gratification. Netflix, video games, porn, junk food, weed, they're all instant gratification. They feel easy, fun and comfortable right now, but they lead to long-term detriments. Your life gets worse every day that you consume these substances. Playing an hour of video games isn't a problem, but there is no one who is playing an hour of video games. Imagine playing six hours of video games every day for a month. Is it likely that at the end of the month you would have felt fantastic and you would have felt like you had better mental health and more pride because of this month? Probably not. Delayed gratification on the other hand is activities that make your life better in the long run. Imagine a month of exercising for the first time in a while. At the end of this month, would you feel proud? Yes. At the end of this month, do you think you'd have better mental health? Yes. Reducing instant gratification and increasing delayed gratification is an investment to your future mental health and success. The thing is you have probably wanted to commit to delayed gratification. You've wanted to exercise consistently, but you've just felt unable to stick to that. That's because we struggle to commit to delayed gratification when our minds are in a haze due to instant gratification. It's hard to go to the gym after a long gaming session. It's hard to stay on your diet when you've got the munchies. It's like instant gratification makes you forget the delayed gratification goals you have. What we need is structure. We should consider structuring our day in a way that prioritizes our goal, but still has the instant gratification activities that we find the most fun. I tried so many productivity tactics and I'm telling you this one is the most optimum one for guys like us. Make your own timetable. Remember the timetables we used to have in school? It was also organized. You just knew what lesson was next. This is what we're trying to recreate because timetables work and they work better than any productivity tactic, including things like the Pomodoro technique and so many others. I've made separate videos explaining this timetable and how it has skyrocketed my productivity. I'll have the card up so you can watch it and hear me explain why. Give this a try and it might help your life as much as it has helped mine. Here's my timetable. Just copy how I've structured it and then just change the timings. Be sure to include the delayed gratification activities that will get you to your goals like exercise and university work. And also one or two blocks for instant gratification, just relaxing, unwinding time. Make this timetable right now. This is your call to action. Don't watch anymore, pause the video and just imitate this timetable. Great, so now we all have a timetable wrote up. Get addicted to it. Read this timetable a 
thousand times, read it 10, 20, 30 times a day. Just know exactly what is at what time. Then start to follow the timetable as best as you can. It's inevitable that you'll get away from the time. You'll mess up a little bit. Something will take a little longer than expected. You'll forget about, it doesn't matter. If you just try to stick to it as best as you can, you'll find that you'll be doing so much more than normal, which is progress. Over time, change up the timetable and optimize it. The mentality I want you to have is to think that this timetable is your ideal day. A day you could imagine sticking to forever. So it has the necessary work for you to get to your goals of success, but it also has enough time to unwind and relax so that it doesn't feel like a challenge. It just feels like a day which has a little bit more work than what you currently have. Now specifically onto addictive drugs. Having a physical addiction to any drug is probably twice as harmful as you actually think it is. If you're sat here and straight away the thought of the drug that you're addicted to popped up, and then you convince yourself that you're not actually addicted to this drug, you're probably addicted to it. So how do you cure any addiction? Mindfulness. Mindfulness is the most effective addiction therapy ever known to man. I don't know why more people don't talk about this. It's three times as effective as a gold standard stopping smoking program. Or in fact, I do know why people don't talk about this. It's because the companies and therapists and businesses that profit from people with addictions don't get to profit from mindfulness. But you improving your mindfulness doesn't cost you anything. So no one gets to make money. So make this your goal if you have any addiction. If you spent two out of the last seven days taking any kind of substance, meditate for just a couple minutes a day and try to learn something new about mindfulness. It's fascinating. The more and more you research mindfulness, the more and more your jaw will drop and you'll be wondering why no one else is talking about this magical cure to literally everything bad in life. I might seem crazy. I might seem like one of those spiritual people who are suggesting meditation all the time. <laughs> Get into it and you will understand why I'm saying this. The increased levels of mindfulness that you gain from consistently meditating will make you so much more aware of your addiction and the negative aspects that arise from it. I know it seems like I've simplified this so much that mindfulness and meditation is the cure to everything, but just if you can trust me, if you don't even trust me, but you're just interested, if you just commit to a meditation practice, do it for three months every single day you will realize why. The previous chapters have so far focused on getting you to improve your life, becoming the best version of yourself. Now it's time to start meeting new people so that these people meet the best version of you. Chapter six, social skills and relationships. The reason why this chapter is last is because you will make the best friendships and relationships when you've already committed to the previous chapters. You want to meet new people when you've already improved your mental and physical health, when you aren't addicted to stuff. So it's like we're making you into the best version of yourself. So you meet people who now align with your current goals and values. To make quality relationships with friends, family, or romantically, you should consider leveling up your social skills. It's right there in the name, social skills. It's something you can level up. You can learn, practice, and improve your social skills, and it is a very worthwhile grind. It's something you should put effort into. So straight away, I'm going to recommend the cheat code to improving your social skills, this book. If you do nothing else, just read this book or watch a YouTube summary of it. You can read it on Kindle. You can buy the paperback copy that I've got here. There's an Amazon link in the description to buy your own paper copy. It's like five pounds. Personally, I prefer to read paperbacks and I use it as a time just away from the screens. 
specifically this chapter on six ways to make people like you. These are the six principles that seem so obvious. When you read them, you won't even think that you've learned anything new. But when you actually read the chapter and you read the examples that he gives, this is what will transform your social life. This is what will make you into one of those people who seems to have friends everywhere he goes. I'm sure you've met someone like that, a guy who just seems to make friends anywhere he goes. He's such a charming, confident guy. I bet he's internalizing these principles, whether or not he's read the book, maybe he's just one of the people who just naturally knew this stuff. This should be like a superpower because any of the people you meet through using the six principles from this book could be a future best friend, girlfriend, or business partner. Seriously, this is the action step right now. Pause the video and either go buy this book or go watch a YouTube summary or go read it online in some kind of PDF format. Come back to this video of mine when you're done. If you took that action step and have either ordered your own copy or have just watched the summary online, that's brilliant. You will be grateful that you did. Be sure to attempt the principles in real life, just testing the theory. Me and one of my best friends have said that this is a book that we're going to read every single year for the rest of our lives. I suggest you do the same thing. Now, I can add something from my own personal experience to improve your social skills. Practice approaching, initiate conversation with strangers. It's this exact phrase that has leveled up my social skills and given me the opportunity to meet new people. This phrase, practice approaching and initiate conversation with strangers, refers to walking up to someone you don't know and starting a conversation with them. I made a whole video on this so you can watch it clicking the card right now, but in general, see approaching people as practice. You shouldn't just approach people who you think you may become friends with or girls that you're attracted to, because then when the opportunity does arise when you meet these kinds of people, you probably haven't practiced this skill well enough. You see a cute girl and you don't have the confidence or the ability to go and speak to her. What you want is to already be practicing this approach so that when there is someone who you really want to approach, you're already used to it. It will feel like just another approach when you see an attractive woman or a guy who could potentially be a new friend. This is old man vibe, speaking to everyone and feeling confident in doing so. Be interested in everyone. Know that each and every person you see has something to be admired, something that you could learn from. This is what makes you into a social butterfly. You might think, what do you even get out of talking to people you aren't even attracted to? Here's what Dale Carnegie has to say. Level up your social skills and you will live a much happier life. We have the data and the research that shows that loneliness is a killer. In the self-improvement community, especially with men, we have this idea that the lone wolf is the cool one, the lone ranger. I'm gonna go in alone because other people don't matter. The lone wolf dies alone. Think back to the times that you felt the most happy. I'm willing to bet that that moment was when you had a lively social circle. You had close family members, close friends. Think back to the time that you were the most depressed. It was probably after a period of loneliness or after a breakup. So what about romantic relationships, getting a girlfriend? This is quite a important topic for young men, something that a lot of us have struggled with. We have an innate desire to be loved. We want to be loved. It shouldn't be this hard but modern society has made it this way. Social media and online dating is fiercely competitive. You're going against every guy in a 30, 40, 50 mile radius. This is why I suggest to drastically lower your social media use and if you want a girlfriend to start approaching in person. That is the most natural, the most respectable way to meet someone. 
and it's the way that makes you stick out because it is terrifying it is scary it's challenging and people respect that people admire that confidence there will be someone who laughs at you there will be someone who thinks is weird and funny and whatever but i'm willing to bet that the type of woman you want to meet you actually want her to be more receptive to an in-person friendly approach compared to meeting someone on tinder or on an instagram dm on the topic of romantic relationships comes a bunch of different online communities that we as younger men have invested into specifically incel involuntary celibate and black pill are the ones that I very, very much disagree with. These are essentially like the loser mentality. Oh, it doesn't work for us, so we're gonna give up and the rest of the world is wrong. We are kind of right. I can understand why a young man watching this could be subscribed to this incel or black pill or whatever words they use. Why not just make your life as best as possible? If there are people with the same insecurities as you still achieving the things that you want, then it's all a mentality. It's all about how much work you've put in. I found that there's no hardworking person in these type of groups. They're just defeatists. Oh, like I'm not getting everything handed to me, so there's no chance, which is BS. We know that if you work hard, you can literally achieve anything in this world. Capitalism has made it that way. Whether or not you agree with it, you can become a millionaire. You can become at least an eight out of 10 in physical attractiveness if we're gonna use this numbers bullshit. You can. Maybe your face is ugly, but you can still go and achieve a 10 out of 10 model body. And I'm sure that if you had that type of body, you would be more physically attractive than you currently are. So what's with this defeatist mentality? And so really, if you find yourself struggling to get romance in your life, which so many young guys are, consider investing into the previous five chapters. They will make your life so much better. They will make you more attractive, more confident. Really to get a girl, one of the biggest things you need is high self-esteem. And if you struggle with women, it's because you have low self-esteem. And that's because you haven't done much in life yet. And you want the reward without putting in the work. Go, you build your self-esteem by doing things, by having self-love for the delayed gratification activities. Commit to the previous five chapters and I'm sure you will find it significantly easier and more natural to get more romantic relationships in your life. And I want to remind you, Social skills are a skill. I want to keep drilling in this idea of this video game skill that we can level this up. We can get XP in the skills that I've mentioned in this video through just doing the actions, doing the grind. And you get XP in your social skills by practicing, by reading material like this. Maybe there's other stuff online, but this is the one I personally recommend. Reading it, trying it, making notes, and then going outside and actually testing it. You just have to put in the work first. You can't be a level one and then be angry that you're not a level 10 in a game without actually doing the actions that makes you into a level 10. That's just weird. You can't expect a higher level without getting the XP. And too many young guys seem to struggle with this concept. So that's why I've been trying to drill it into this video that real life is very similar to these games that you have to put in the work, you have to get the XP and then your level goes up. Don't expect your level to go up without actually getting the XP. Chapter seven, purpose. This may be one of the most important things in your life. I am very grateful to have realized, identified and defined my purpose recently. My purpose is to help young men improve their physical and mental health. 
when you can define your purpose so straightforward like that, it's, it changes your life. It gives you a reason to wake up. It gives you a reason to go to bed, to rest. I've only just recently gotten into this idea of defining my purpose and there's been a very big difference in my life due to this. So I want you guys to be able to experience the same thing. The best advice that I could give you right now is to cut out the distractions. If you don't know what your purpose is and you haven't been able to think of one, I am sure that that is because you are spending all of your time distracted. To be able to think about these, this is a big philosophical topic to be able to think and actually have this defined purpose you must allow yourself to think distraction free how many hours are you spending sitting there thinking about this zero because what you're actually doing is thinking about this while scrolling on instagram whilst on reddit whilst watching self-improvement videos if you want to be able to define your purpose here's the action step take some time minutes hours days weeks with not even a screen in front of you, no distractions in front of you, and think about this. That is the first big step. You cannot have a defined purpose if you are distracted. You can't think these type of in-depth thoughts if you are scrolling on Instagram. What you need to do practically is take away every screen, sit there with nothing in front of you apart from a piece of paper and a pen. That is how you will come to find your purpose. There are also some cues that I can tell you that will help. Here are seven questions to ask yourself. I found these questions from a course on purpose. It's on the website Coursera, so I will link that below. And if you go through this course, I am pretty sure that you will have a defined purpose very soon. But one of the first exercises he instructs you to do is to go through these seven questions. For example, the first question, what matters most? Here's my answer. What matters most? Happiness coupled with longevity, safety, health. In other words, mental and physical health. Happiness is a byproduct of good mental health. I think fulfillment, relationships are very important, but these come after good physical and mental health. So what matters most is physical and mental health. That makes me feel amazing. I'm teaching as important knowledge as there can be. You can see how in the first question, I have already solidified my idea that this, what I'm doing right now, what I'm talking to you, this is my purpose. That in my opinion, there's nothing more important than physical and mental health. If you don't have health, you don't have anything else. And if this is what I'm teaching to people, hopefully you can see some kind of like link here of why I feel so happy and fulfilled in the last few months since I have found this purpose, this outlet for me to help people improve their physical and mental health. Find your purpose and your life will just seem so much more fulfilling. And if you can create or find a purpose that is bigger than yourself, which I would recommend that your purpose should be something bigger than you because then it just grounds you more. It makes you needed. It makes you appreciated. It links you socially and romantically with other people. It makes other people grateful for you, which is a fantastic feeling. And, and in this day and age, this is kind of related to purpose because our modern society isn't so great in the sense that we are so focused on money and needing to work shitty jobs and that essentially distracts you away from your purpose and that is why i would say 99 percent of i was going to say young people but i think 99 percent of people do not have a clear purpose because they spend all their time in work which is obviously not their purpose the internet has 
equalized a lot of stuff. No matter what your purpose is, it's very likely that you will be able to make a living from your purpose if you just have some kind of entrepreneurial mindset. It all starts with giving away free value. If your purpose is something to do with helping people, say your purpose is similar to mine, wanting to be some kind of coach, some kind of mentor to help people online, you have to start by giving free value. You have to start. It's consistency over intensity. Your first platform that you make videos on or content on is going to be subpar. If you are unwilling to accept that, you will never start. If you want if you want your first workout ever in the gym to be as good as mine are six years in, you will never start. You have to start with a beginner's routine, a beginner's workout, and then you also have to start with like a beginner's production quality, low level YouTube video content. If you're scared of that, you will not start. Start with giving free value. Let me just repeat. If you do not know your purpose, it is worth finding it. And it's not difficult to find it. It just requires intention. It requires time and effort, time and effort away from these screens. So with that, I will close off this YouTube video. And the last actionable step is for you to just spend a few minutes with nothing else in front of you. Turn the screen off on your phone, turn the screen off on your computer and just think, what do I want for the rest of my life? What is the end goal? If I was given more money than I ever needed, what would I be doing? For me, I wanted to be traveling. And then I think a lot of us would still be wanting some kind of project to work on. It's just something to grow, something more fun. And for me, that was always gonna be a YouTube channel. I wanted to travel and just speak my mind to the camera. And now I've found such a purpose that actually helps other people. If I won 10 million pounds, if I never needed money again, my life would not change. That's how you know you found the right purpose. That was a good sentence. <laughs> All right, so before I leave, I'm gonna do some plugs for my own extra stuff that I offer. So if you've watched this far, I'm grateful. I really hope that you've been taking the actionable steps so far. If you watched this far, I think you would have. If there's anyone who has watched this far and you have not taken the actionable steps, I would recommend doing them. If you watch this far, then this is definitely a topic that you're interested in. You want to improve your life. Maybe you've just not been so successful with it so far. This video I've made is kind of like a blanket statement to help young men everywhere, but obviously we're not really diving deep into your exact situation. There's certain environmental factors and thought processes that you are having that I can't identify without being able to speak to you directly. So far, I'm seeing quite a lot of trends, the same pattern of behavior. I've been offering my personal development coaching and one of the things I've noticed to be a huge positive impact on the guys that I've been helping is a morning workout. It seems to be the case that when we as men wake up early and go and exercise, we conquer our minds, we conquer our bodies, even if we don't wanna go, even if it's raining outside, it's still dark outside in the morning. When we accomplish this, it seems to be the case that the rest of the day goes by so well. It also seems to be the case, unfortunately, that the opposite of that is true. That when we start our mornings off wrong, when we wake up late, so far all three clients I've had have stated this, the day that they woke up a little bit late, they'll miss that morning workout. 
the rest of the day was a write-off. The rest of the day wasn't as effective as they wanted to be and they were left feeling negative. I'm, I'm seeing very similar patterns of behavior that I think you may be feeling. This great performance for one, two, three days in a row max. The fourth day or close enough is the day that it just comes crashing down. They do the exact opposite of what they've been working for. The nofap streak breaks. The binge eating disorder comes out. Hours spent on Instagram video games. The help that I've been giving to the guys that I've been coaching seems to be very great. All of them have said that it's helped a lot having me as their coach, going on to one-to-one -to -one video calls with me. If you want me to be your personal development coach, going on to one-to-one -to -one video calls, then the Fiverr link is also below. It's very interesting what I've noticed with my clients. They are all probably like you, young men in their 20s, trying to get their shit together. They seem to be going through the same struggles and the same accomplishments. And that morning workout seems to be the key to setting them up for a great day, physically and mentally. That gave me the inspiration to make an email newsletter, something I didn't ever think I would be doing, but I made an email newsletter just called Rise and Shine, Powerful Morning Motivation. I don't know exactly what it's gonna be. If you do want an email from me in the morning, it won't be like every morning, it might be like a couple in the week where I'll be just saying something that's on my mind when I go to the gym, something that will make you feel masculine and like you're ready to accomplish the day. Then the email newsletter link will be below. Boys, the grind is worth it. If the only time you feel satisfied is when you're overindulging on instant gratification like Netflix, video games, junk food, porn, and as soon as you stop doing those things, you just feel not good to be you. I completely understand that. It's through these previous chapters that I've just mentioned, through these actionable steps, this behavior, this mindset that I've been trying to drill into you in this video, that this all changes. That even without instant gratification, with nothing else around me, I am happy. And I am not special. I am not inherently better or harder working than anyone else. If anything, I am lazy. I am such a lazy guy. I, I almost failed in school and in university. I pretty much did fail in university, but that's a completely separate thing. I am not any more harder working than you. And so I hope to set a good example for you guys to show you that this doesn't require you to be special. The biggest thing that you could probably learn from all of this video and everything I teach is just consistency. It's just finding the right type of behavior. So going to the gym, practicing mindfulness and gratitude, and just trying to do it as often as you can, not as intense as you can, as often as you can. Aim for every day, aim for every single day, and you will still miss two, three, four days a week. But it's those three days that you did do it that will turn into four, and then that will turn into five. And maybe five years later, I'm, I'm six years into weightlifting and only recently have I been training six days a week without missing a single extra day. Don't expect these results to come quick and don't expect your behavior to be perfect. Just try to be as consistent as you can with everything that I've taught here. Try to make it a daily thing and you'll be, you'll be finding that you miss half of the days. But that's okay because you're a beginner. The beginner is not supposed to have great performance. The whole point is consistency. One of the biggest things that people don't mention is that the overlying theme of consistency is don't quit. 
That's the one thing that those motivational YouTube videos and you know those I'm a hard guy and oh you gotta want it as much as you wanna breathe type of videos. That's the one thing that they get right. Do not quit and you will hit that goal. Do not quit and you will become successful. Do not quit and you will build that 10 out of 10 physique. Probably the most important thing that I've learned in the last six years of my self-improvement. Do not quit, trust the process. The J-curve of results, where the results just pop up. The J-curve will approach you sooner than you think. And as soon as you start seeing the results, the motivation just flies in. But you just cannot quit. And so how you don't quit is by actually making all of this enjoyable. It's by having a massive interest in all of this stuff. That's why I kept on saying get addicted to it, get obsessed with this. Get addicted to improving your mental health. Make it like such an important goal, important thought process for yourself. Make it your phone wallpaper. Tell people about it. You get addicted to this stuff, you're less likely to quit. If you just don't quit and you do the bare minimum, you just show up, you will make fantastic progress. And when you make progress in the things that I've been teaching today, that's what makes life worth living. If you think you benefited a lot from this video, save it to your watch later, like it, find a way that you can save this so that maybe you'll remember to come back here in a week or one month or five months or two years time. It's always good to just recap on information that you've learned. You can help my YouTube success by doing the usual liking and commenting. I hate saying this stuff, but YouTube is this type of game where you have to say it. So go ahead and make sure you leave a like and a comment, guys. Smash that like button and don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell button. <laughs> Long ass video. Take care of yourself. Over and out.